0: You're listening to MOG Channel. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is MOG Channel, where we help you to see your real and practical Christianity from God's word. If you're new, here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. So today we're going to be talking about more evidence for the gospel this is our gospel series and yesterday we dealt with prophetic evidence part two today we're going to move to what i call miraculous evidence now our text for this series is first peter chapter 3 verse 15 but sanctify the lord god in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear so god tells you to be ready to give a reason a defense right if that's the case it means that the gospel is reasonable your faith is reasonable if god tells you give a defense give a reason it means there are reasons to believe there are reasons that supersede other beliefs there's a reason why you're not a muslim there's a reason why you're not a buddhist there's a reason why you should not be a taoist a marxist a communist whatever other worldview There are concrete reasons that you should be a Christian. Reasons that supersede every other one. And these are logical. These are evident. They are not things that are hidden. Not done in a corner. Things that are open for everyone to see and to believe. So definitely, we are clearly um, given a basis for our faith. Your faith should have a basis. It should have a reason why you believe. Yesterday, we looked at you know prophetic evidence which is evidence of prophecy in the scriptures how many things were said and they came to pass and that's a very 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 strong argument it's also one of the miraculous anyway anything that is done um, as an intervention in the natural that goes against the natural course of things is supernatural and if that's the case that means the prophetic is very 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 supernatural but today we want to focus on miracles. Wanna focus on miracles. That is the ones that you know, the ones that are more glaringly called miracles. So let's move on now. It is illogical not to be a Christian than people think. Like it's it's more illogical to see the evidence for Christ and not believe than people actually think or believe. People actually believe the contrary today. They believe that that the evidence of Christ is so small, so unconvincing and everything and that it is um what's the word it is it is stupid ah god i should have <laughs> i should have run that clip there's a cliff like that maybe i read tomorrow where a lady was like um that these things are supposed to be based on facts and because there's no facts that she does not believe because she's not an idiot but the truth about it is this look i'm telling you you see if you walk away from the facts of the gospel the facts That are clearly presented, as I said, in whether it's history, whether in the documentation, whether by eyewitnesses, whether by the supernatural, whether by prophecies. If you can walk away from all those things, then therefore you have a very, very hard stubborn heart that that should be in hell. That's the truth. That's the truth. God has left a witness. He will not leave himself without a witness. It is so, 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 so clear, right? That these things are actually facts. This is one problem. One problem we actually see. And the reason why many people, even people who are supposed to be be intellectual thinking people and all that, keep saying that there's no evidence. First of all, you have to realize that uh, many people are biased in the sense that they don't want there to be a God. I once told you guys of a certain uh, man who uh, was making a presentation for the gospel in a conference or seminar. And many people, because normally after he finishes his presentation, he will now say, if you want to ask questions for or against what I'm saying, you can line up and you'll see one very long queue. And most of them on that line are there to try to debunk the gospel. And he'll ask them one by one and say, look, if, just say you find out that what I'm saying is true and that there is a heaven, there's a hell, that there is a Jesus and that he is the way, would you become a Christian? And about 90% of them, yeah, about 90% would say, I don't, I won't be a Christian. Why? So you realize that the problem is not that uh, they don't really believe. The problem is that they don't want there to be a God. They don't want... there's not. They, they just don't want there to be a God. Why? Because they don't want to be accountable for their actions. They don't want to um have to face that reality. For them, it's better to just... You know, it's like an ostrich, right? i Have ever seen an ostrich? I'm sure you haven't. But when an ostrich ostrich senses danger, it just, like, dips its head in the sand. For some very stupid be it just dips its head in the ground. Like, boom! Just dips his head inside there just buries his head into the ground and you know like maybe the idea is that look let everything else just fade away or something like that uh, it doesn't make any sense that's how that's how many of us people think and so that's why you'll see that many of them their approach to studying the bible is always different their approach to studying history concerning the bible is always different like they go in seeking to disprove it do you get they go in seeking to disprove it they're not going in uh like saying okay let's give this a chance I'm like going and seeking to disprove it they use methods that are not biblical or how I put it that don't apply to other things right they are, okay let me give an example uh, when it comes to let's say historical evidence right there are many there, there are ways to actually find out things from history for example you want to find out well, did just exist was he a man and everything now there are two approaches that people use there's one which is called the skeptical approach which is that you go in there and you are seeking to uh what's that word yeah you you go in there with a skeptical mindset the skeptical mindset is that you you just believe that whatever you are going to read there is not true like you come from that point that this is not true at all that unless you can be proved to be true that it is not true you you get that's one thing and then we're dealing with history history is very very fickle in the sense that history has passed. So you are not like seeing, there's so much that has been in quote lost here and there and all that. It's not like today where everything is just fully clear or something like that. Now, the thing about that skeptical approach is that if that is the case, then there are many, we will hardly have any form of history because most things um, we have to take by face value. I don't want to go into it, but there's complicated ways of finding out these things. But most of these skeptics will go to the Bible and be using this skeptical approach to say, from they are moving from that bias that this is not true at all. So let's read it as if it's not true, and if we can, if we find any evidence and everything then okay we can say it's true now they don't do that for any in fact you can go do your research no one does that for any kind of historical work no you only do that if the people have been proved to not be credible that's the people you are studying if they have been proved to not be credible that like these people are liars we found out historically these people are liars and everything but that's not the case for christianity actually the case for christianity and the historians who have penned down christianity and even the four gospels the eyewitness accounts are very very credible but because people in their hearts don't want there to be a God, right? So the way they study, they study in such a manner that they will, like, in quotes, disprove it. And this is what comes on TV. This is what comes all over the place. Dishonest people, dishonest researchers, they are the ones on Discovery Channel and all those things. And so that's what you watch. And then you begin to say, ah, because you know how it is now. They will just, uh, they, this, when someone is talking, they will now put, um, uh, maybe... This person, professor, this is so so so, and so PhD. When you see PhD, I just say, this person knows what he's talking about. But you have to realize that people who are very, very, very dishonest out there, that are people who don't want there to be a God. And so they are the ones in quote, doing research. And the truth about it is that many times these these stations that show you all this, these documentaries, for example, you have the one like Da Vinci Code. Some of you love all those kind of conspiracy theory kind of nonsense. Da Vinci Code uh there are those different things jesus had a wife all those nonsense book of this book of that whether judas thomas and all you like all those skeptical rubbish but the truth is that the people that are presenting such trash to you will not also not tell you the truth they won't tell you that they are actually most theologians most people who have actually studied those things do not agree with those viewpoints they won't tell you that part. You but because this is popular, this is what's on TV, you just believe it. There no good, there no good, there See your mouth like Akbalumor. There no good, they no Why? Because you just heard someone say something on TV. There no good, they're no good. Who told you there's no God? And that's that's the world we live in, right? That you just see something on TV and take it at face value. No, every believer should understand that this you know these things are true, they are real. You understand? Because I'm telling you, many, many of you are still Christians because you're in Nigeria. Or, oh, yeah, and one, if you enter the abroad <laughs> and go to one of those places, and one of those professors should handle you, will you be born again? I heard of even, even in our Christian circles, I heard of one, uh, is it professor or something in a, a certain university here in Nigeria that he came to the class and dropped his car keys and said, Anyone here that can prove that tongues is not, that tongues is, is from the Bible, that tongues that we pentecostal speak is biblical if you can prove it my car is yours hi i wish i was in that class i had a free car. because they would just come and bring all some of these they are like not well thought out not well read but because they are they are logical intellectual people they will just bamboozle you with some funny facts but because you don't know the facts yourself you can't counter when you don't know facts and someone is presenting facts to you your brain shuts down hey 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 you know that kind of thing no they tell you study show which studies do you know who studied it where you understand because you yourself have not done your research, you will not know, and they'll just bamboozle your head. But because there's, there's a there's a conspiracy out there to actually shut down the gospel. There's a conspiracy out there you get to by the devil and it's working in the hearts of men and women who hate God. You get to shut down these things to to make sure people disbelieve these things to quote this, they can't disprove but they can get you to disbelief by, by bamboozling you with data and, in quote evidence that is not well proven. If they really want to prove, there are many people who are theologians. They should bring the people that believe, sit down and have a proper argument. But many times they won't. So it's very important that you know the facts of the gospel. You know these things for yourself. <laughs> by the way, I'm thinking, yeah, in the near future, I will have a course teaching these things in detail. So definitely if you're interested let me know because yeah very very near future i will have a course maybe it's probably an online course where we'll be teaching these things in detail explaining certain things because all this one i'm teaching here yeah, is it's nice it's good to get you off but there's the details that you need to know and that one <laughs> hey let me just leave it there all right so well, let's go back to uh, what what discussing which is miracles right i just had to let me ramble or rant that part out let's just for you to understand or be aware that this is what's going on today right now first of all uh your bible you have to realize that your bible as i said the prophecies in the bible are so accurate so serious that if a person comes to argue with you and i tell you i don't believe that book you have no obligation to actually begin to argue with the person i want to say argue we're talking about giving reasons for your belief not insulting people you understand, I uh, had a difference between giving reasons for your belief and not saying you're a fool, you're very stupid, you don't even know anything. No, 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 no. We give reasons, and even look at how he said we give reasons, says with meekness and fear. That is what Peter said in first three verse 15. That you do that with meekness and fear, that is reverence. You don't just do it anyhow. See, okay. Now, there's one stream of evidence that comes as a hammer to the skeptical mind one stream of evidence that looks illogical at first, but is actually more logical than anything you can imagine, and it's called miracles. Now, from an overly rational standpoint, miracles are impossible. Because they're like, uh, how is that possible? How can this happen? For example, how can a virgin just conceive? You say, and this is where some people, this is also where some skeptics actually, like, try to disprove the Bible. They say miracles don't happen, they're impossible how can a virgin conceive you get so when they now go into history to study history anywhere they see miracle they just think that this is this is a lie this is a lie this is a lie but well, that's nonsense first of all looking at the world around you your world is too organized to have come around by accident the bible tells us that in romans 1 that god that through the invisible things that god has made himself known through nation through creation studying creation alone will tell you there is a god it is too organized, too systematic for it to be, have been like put there. You just just imagine you have a whole organization like Coca Cola and nobody, it just appeared, bam. And you just see Coca Cola every time you want to buy it. And they say nobody's behind it, just appears, it's just there. You will not believe that lie. So, why would you believe that a world like this that is so harmonious, so organized, so wonderful is a, the chance of random things happening? They call it evolution. It's just a see i'm telling you if you follow god's logic you'll be safe if you follow the logic of irrational people that hate god and don't want that to be a god you'll be thinking rubbish and think you're intellectual you will be thinking like a nonsense i'm telling you thinking not pure nonsense pure stupid nonsense is what you'll be thinking that's how you'll be thinking and then you'll be you know Intellectual suicide is to not believe there is a God. Not that it's because you believe you're a God, you're stupid, you're stupid. No, it's because you don't believe that there's God, you are a fool. That's what the Bible tells us. I mean, I believe my Bible, it is God's wisdom. (laughs) Amen. So, the world is too organized, too intelligent. We call it intelligent design for us to say that there is no one behind it. Now, if there is someone behind it, we can assume that it's a God. And if there is a God, that means that our God is miraculous. For everything to exist the way it did, you get or the way it does it means that god is miraculous god made the world and the way he made that world was his power and for god to make it that means god is miraculous so if that is the case if god is miraculous if god miraculously made the world it means that god can intervene in the world he made and that is what we call a miracle because everything has already been set and organized so if we see something that is out of this world we're looking at god's God's intervention in the world some people call it the supernatural, or we call it the miracle. Now, we're talking especially in the context of the gospel. Why am I saying this? Because Satan, also being a spirit being who is useless, but there are some things they can still do in the natural. Do you get? It? He didn't make Jack, but there are things they can still, in quotes, manipulate in the natural using man's power. So he didn't make anything, but he can manipulate things in the natural. And so later, I'm going to deal with how to spot fakes. <laughs> Yeah, I think that has to be a teaching on this self. How to spot fix. How to know this is of God, this is of the devil. And how to deal with that. But we're dealing with the gospel, right? Uh-huh. Now, to God, miracles are normal. Miracles are not... Uh, it's not something that... To us, is miracles because we live in the natural. We are bound by the laws of the natural, right? We, we, li- we operate within that natural realm. But when we see God do something, right in the natural that interrupts the natural we call it a miracle now today god is inside us so we do it but through the power that made the world the power that raised christ from the dead see that so you always see such traces of god's divine power to validate whoever he sends and whatsoever he says so god always has a message and his message from day one is salvation from from the from genesis we actually see genesis open within the beginning god made the heavens and the the, the earth the earth was without form right and void and the spirit of God moved refuse the face of deep and God said let there be light right and there was light then I think it's Corinthians that he now that should be is it Corinthians second Corinthians or whatever that he now explains that that light right aha uh-huh. that that light is actually gospel let me look for it yeah aha uh-huh. that's second Corinthians chapter 3 is it no 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 chapter 4 right so it says here that verse 6 for god who commanded light to shine out of the darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of god in the face of jesus christ so you see that this here explains genesis 1 that light because that light was not physical that light was a figure and that light was talking about christ because moses opens genesis talking about christ talking about salvation so god's plan Right? because God said let it be light but now it says that God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ so in Genesis 1 we are looking at a figure anyway I will do that series I've done it in the vitamins that's the Yen devotional that we do I've done that some months back but then yeah eventually we will come to that where we we'll now re-explain all those things in voice form <laughs> You get. but the, the point of it is that God starts with the gospel in Genesis. The gospel has been God's plan from day one for man. That is God's provision, God's plan for man. Of course, we know Adam rejected God's plan and so God had to find another way to bring man to that point where he would accept it and have eternal life. So God, in his bid to rescue man, in his bid to... Brings salvation to man has always left signs, has always left things, has always dealt with men supernaturally. Right? Men's encounters with God have been marked to the supernatural. Let's look at Moses. Moses, what did he do? He saw a burning bush, he also split the Red Sea, right? Someone like Enoch was taken, he was not seen anymore, right? Uh, someone like Noah, we see. God speaking to Noah and telling him to build a boat, and then the world was flooded and everything. So, we see God miraculously intervening. Joshua made the sun stand still. Abraham had a son at 100 years of age. Gideon won a war with just a few hundred men. Like, we see so many, so many, so many marks and signs of the men that God has sent, the men that God has given a message. You always realize that they're always backed up with signs and wonders. Someone like David. Right, would would go into war and come back with no single person missing. So there, it's just all over history. When it's history, are yeah, looking at Genesis, like down to the time that Christ came. You always see miracles intervening, miracles happening consistently, consistently they are always happening to show that God is involved in this matter. God will not leave himself without a witness. So when he sends someone or let's say the prophets, for example, when he usually would send the prophets, he would usually send them with miraculous signs and wonders. The prophets, their first, you know, asked now was their prophecies because their prophecies would be spoken and they would come to pass. God needed them to prophesy. Through their mouth, he shapes the course of history. So God would always give signs to the people that he actually sends how we can know them is that god gives signs there are signs and things that god gives to accompany the message that he gave them to deliver no so if christ was god as he claimed he would do miracles his miracles would be from love but also prove his divinity so let's look at john chapter 10 verse 37 to 38 if i do not the works of my father do not believe me this is jesus talking but if i do though you do not believe me believe the works are you seeing that so jesus is saying if i don't do the works of my father don't believe me and the works he's talking about in the context is the signs the miracles right nicodemus came and said nobody does can do these signs except they're from god so they understood the jews understood that look if he's doing these signs he's doing them because god has approved of him because god is with him because god is authenticating backing up or confirming his word with signs and wonders in fact we see that with the apostles where it was said that god confirmed his words with signs he confirmed his word with signs mark chapter 16 verse 20 And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord walking with them and confirming the word with signs following them. So you see, miraculous confirms signs. It confirms signs. Or or, sorry, yeah, it confirms the word, sorry. Signs confirm the word. The miraculous confirms the word, right? Look at this. Acts 2, verse 22. Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God, are caught among you by miracles and wonders and signs. Approved of God that word approved is the same word he used to say prove he was proved of god he was distinguished That is separated that this one is special he was exhibited of god this is how god showed off his son that this is my son by signs and wonders we see in fact jesus's life was just marked by it in in, uh, in his baptism what happened the bible says a voice came and said this is my beloved son who i will please that was totally miraculous a voice some people said they had voice Okay, there was another person that they said they heard a voice, thunder. There are like two times that God said that. He said it and people heard it. This is my beloved son, whom I well pleased. I mean, that's, that's crazy. God was out to show that, look, this person called Jesus Christ is of me. So Jesus said, if, if you don't believe me, believe the works. If I don't do the works of my father, don't believe me. Are you seeing that? So this alone is a challenge to people who want to disprove the supernatural today as Christians who want to say the supernatural is not needed you don't need it keep it away if this is what they said and you know jesus said these signs will follow them that believe in my name they will cast out devils they will speak with new tongues they will lay hands on sick and they recover they will eat the things will not harm them and all that if jesus said why do you think you don't need it why do you think you don't need it it's because this proof we are talking about here is not just proof of the past now your faith you know it is also present proof in the sense that when you do the same things that Christ did back then you are still consistently proving that Jesus is Lord you are proving that the message of the gospel you are preaching is real when people see this thing so there's the historical side of it to prove the past that what you see in the past is was real that God was actually evidently walking through Christ but then to prove that that same God is now inside you <laughs> are you seeing that? to prove that it's inside you. So, he's saying, believe the evidence. Look at John chapter 14, verse 11. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. So, he's saying, if you don't believe me, believe the works and then believe in me. So he would work miracles. He would do something that would blow the human mind so that they realize that, look, this cannot be natural. This cannot be man's fabrication. This cannot be something that someone just came up with. No, this is something that God is directly involved in. Look at John chapter 20, verse 30 to 31. Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Are you seeing that? They want you to believe that he is the Christ, Son of God. How? By looking at the miracles. By looking at the miracles. So miracles are a very valid way of knowing that Jesus is who he said he was. is who he says he is. Because we just have lots of religions and people bashing the faith and telling us miracles are irrational. But they are very, very rational. They are very, very, very rational. Very important. Miracles tell us that God is involved. He says this. Look at Let's read it again. John 20 verse 30 to 31. Now, Jesus did many other signs. That means even the ones that were recorded were nothing compared to what he did. He did plenty other ones. So many. He was working miracles every single day. But they are not written. But these ones are written that you may believe. So he says that we just wrote these ones so that you will know that this guy was not just all talk. Because there's a kind of, I don't know if you heard of this kind of Jesus that people are trying to portray today in the media. They're trying to say that Jesus never, you know, he was just a very nice guy. Uh, he didn't do any miracles or anything. He, was, he just taught love and tolerance. That is a trash Jesus. That is a lie. That's That's crap. That is not the Christ of the Bible. The Christ of the Bible was highly miraculous. He was confrontational in his day. He was he was challenging to the people. You understand? The authorities hated him because they couldn't do the miracles he was doing. So he kept on doing the miracles. The people would believe him. They would listen to him and believe him because he did the miracles. As we all were saying he was authenticating what he was saying by signs and wonders. That you may believe that Jesus Christ, is the Son of God, and they may believe, you know, or you may believe you have life in his name. Yeah, look at that. In other words, if you know the signs, you can trust that he can give you eternal life. If you see the signs of the miraculous and then you hear the gospel you can actually have confidence that what they are saying is true that your sins can be forgiven and that life eternal can be given to you and you will spend eternity with god glory to jesus right the gospel is evidence that lends credibility it lends credibility to what you are saying right sorry that is the 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 supernatural it is evidence it lends credibility to you now As I said before, I said that it's not... There are other forms of supernatural that are not the gospel and are not authentic. Because it doesn't mean every time they can hurry with a magic wand is from God. Satan can do some kind of miracles, you know, through people. But there's a way to separate and know which one is the devil and which is of God. In fact, there are about two ways to separate it. The first way is to debunk whatever you are seeing there. Whenever a sign... Is done by the devil, it is very, very easy because we have all authority. You can actually debunk that sign, you can destroy that sign, whatever it is. Moses and Elijah are very good examples. Moses, for example, what happened? I've given this one before. What happened? He went and he saw, he cast his staff, turned into a snake. They also cast their own turns to snake. his sons swallowed their own to show, look, you people are nothing. Then there were all these gods of Egypt, about how many gods of Egypt in those days. All the plagues, what we don't know about the plagues is that those plagues, each of those plagues symbolized, right, um, one of those gods. And just to show how powerless those gods were to protect and defend the people. So, for example, you know that there was a time that there was total darkness in the land of the Egyptians and full light where the Israelites were stay. Because there was a god, you know, they call him, I think it was Ra, the sun god. By doing that, God judged that god to be invalid and useless. There was one, the god of flies or something like that. We know that one time flats and na- flies and gnats came all over the entire land. There was a frog god. And frogs invaded the place and destroyed the place. There were different kinds of gods like that. And the different plagues came for each one of them. So by the time the last plague, you know, because there was also the god of is it life or death or something like that. And then their firstborn died. That was all the blow to show them that look you guys uh, is power you know a so all their gods were judged all of them were a, a very strong sign was shown and and they just realized look see what we call gods are not gods <laughs> remember what uh, Paul said in first Corinthians he said that to to he says we we believe an idol is nothing in the world he said, for some there may be gods but to us there is only one God so when we see sorcery, when we see divination when we see those things that look supernatural because let me tell you, wherever the supernatural goes, people will follow every religion that people follow today, whether it's Islam or all those things usually have some form of supernatural sign to authenticate it, to look at, to look authentic but when we get on the scene as believers, we show them that that is, that's a lie we call it lying signs and wonders Your line is counterfeit the real thing is God and so how do we do we do it by destroying those signs and wonders Simon the sorcerer was a very good example of this Remember Simon? Simon, the Bible says that he was called the Great Power. He bewitched the whole city and called Samaria. And people followed him everywhere because of his signs. That's how people are. If you have signs and wonders in your ministry, people will follow you. They will flock around. They will fill the entire place. And people followed him around. But what did he do? You know, or what did Philip do when he came? Philip simply came and walked signs and miracles. He didn't even bother about the guy. The guy by himself... <laughs> The guy by himself is the one that said, let me give myself brain. And he believed and was following them around. Then we actually see uh, in Acts chapter 19, read 19, then go into 20. You see where the Bible tells us that the gospel so spread in Ephesus that the people there actually brought out all their books of sorcery and magic and they burnt their books. Why? Because they saw the real deal. Satan is a fake. How to spot fakes? is a fake. So when they saw the real deal, they were like, man, no, 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 this is too real to ignore. This is just too, too, too real to ignore. Now, (laughs) let's even see another one, Bar-Jesus. This Bar-Jesus dude was just very interesting. Look at Acts 13 from verse 6. And when they had gone through the isle unto Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew, whose name was Bar-Jesus, which was the deputy of the country, Sergius Paulus, you know, uh, back in school days, there used to be this joke that they used to have about, uh, let's say, someone who had a long head and some glaring teeth. Or, you know, they used to call the guy Titius, One father guy used to call guy Titius Augustus Segeus Paulus. Some are very wicked in secondary school. But let's move on. So, it says, A prudent man who called for Barnabas and Saul and desired to hear the word of God. So, a ruler called for Barnabas and Saul. But Elimas the sorcerer. That is also this crazy... Uh, but Jesus withstood them seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith so the guy well, he withstood them he probably argued with them tried to do some fake nonsense there then Saul who is also called Paul are you seeing that it's the same guy Saul is Paul not Saul who became Paul Saul who is also called Paul filled with the Holy Ghost set his eyes on him look at that set his eyes on him and said oh fool of all subtility and mischief you child of the devil okay so that's how the guy tried it he was deceptive he, he lied that's what it means subtility subtility is the same word to, to describe the devil when it came to him and the woman what the devil did do the woman subtility the bible says that the the serpent was more subtle that's in genesis 2 or 3 i think was more subtle than any creature so he was subtle he was deceiving deceptive that's what this guy did here he says you child of the devil glory to god Thou enemy of all righteousness, will you not cease to pervert the right ways of God? And now, behold, the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a season. Ahead, uh-huh. that's how you do it. <laughs> and immediately there fell on him a mist and a darkness, and he went about seeing some to lead him by the hand. Uh-huh. Yes, you go and you see Satan, rain his ugly head. You bind him. <laughs> you bound the guy like that and gave the guy some choco. so you will not see the sun for a season, for a period of time. And only God knows the season because probably it's an angel that would decide that amount of time. Which since since that's what Paul said. So if that angel says six months or six years, well, sorry. <laughs> so he so the guy went blind and he went about seeking someone to lead him by the hand. Then the deputy, when he saw what was done, believed, being astonished at the doctrine of the Lord. So the doctrine of the Lord is the teaching of the Lord. You get, but then also involved this miraculous sign. And the guy believed. Very important. It, 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 it just separated the men from the boys. If that Simon guy could have withstood what Paul said and, and did not go blind the, hair, the ruler would have had an, a reason to say, okay, uh, it looks like you people are on power. It looks like you don't have power. But the guy, Paul showed, look, I have authority over all of that nonsense thing you're talking about. Because this other guy was a sorcerer. He destroyed the power of Satan right there. Harassed and embarrassed them and it was very evident who was who you understand the second way we can also know fake supernatural displays of people is by their message in fact this is even supposed to be first it's by their message this is how you know this one okay the first one is how to counter this one is how to know you know a person is fake by the message first john 4 verse 1 beloved believe not every spirit when we say, believe on every spirit, not that a spirit will come to you, but the spirit is operating through a person when a person is talking. It says, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Many what false prophets? False prophet means that their message is corrupted. Verse 2, hereby know you the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is God. So it means that if someone is talking and they say Jesus is Lord, you can relax a bit. Of course, there are plenty other errors that you should check out, but this one at least is the basic. If he it says it's just the Lord and he came as a man and died for our sins and everything, you know that, okay, yeah, this person is talking about the spirit of God. Because devils, anyone that is of the devil, will never want people to get saved, so they will never tell the truth. Verse 3 And every spirit that confesses not that Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that it should come. And even now, already it's in the world. Are you seeing that? is already in the world so when we say antichrist antichrist there's nothing is not one man that is coming that we're looking for the antichrist just means someone whose message is perverted who does not believe that christ is the lord so if you think about that just just look around you know what is antichrist and what is not glory to jesus so this is just I, i just felt to share all this stuff because i think that it's very, very important that you are grounded in these things. You understand this. This is something you should listen to over and over and understand these things clearly for yourself. Miracles clearly tell us that God is behind what we are doing. So you cannot be a powerless Christian going around to preach. You have to have the things of the Spirit, the nine gifts of the Spirit operational in your life and because they are but then you may just have not acknowledged them and so you will not see them manifestation glory to jesus okay that's the end of today's episode i believe you were blessed you enjoyed it you definitely did of course (laughs) make sure you share this with somebody i challenge you to share with somebody let's get the conversation going let's talk about our faith you get so i will not just be on twitter when they are just all these people are just writing nonsense god does not exist uh, whichever one the Bible is fake it's false you just be there with your mouth open. <gasps> no let's stop being like that let's know that there's actually proof and evidence for these things glory to Jesus okay announcements make sure that you are on Mixlr. we're praying every single morning and evening 6am 6 6pm 6 go to the Play Store the App Store download M-I-X-L-R and follow Young Ecclesia Nation and every single morning and evening 6am 6 6pm 6 we'll be praying for 30 minutes with you, so you want to go there and get, you know, just just exercise yourself, grow spiritually, and it'll be fun, it'll be awesome for your Christian life. All right, God bless you guys. Have a wonderful day. Bye bye. If this blessed you, or you want to say hi, or you have a question, you can head over to my Instagram that's pst.esien. See you there